Bueller. 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 The fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And we have Cassandra wrapping up the week with us. Welcome back, Cassandra. Hi. Hi. How uh how 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 are you how are you enjoying the week? It's been a good time, I think. Yeah, I I was worried it would be a little heavy, but we got we got some good stuff. So Oh, I think we've definitely got some good stuff. It's still I mean it's still heavy. I think the majority of this minute is just more of 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 uh Ferris talking at the camera. Mhm. Um so, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely heavy stuff. We'll talk about it. We'll get there. Uh, today we're talking about minute number 75. Minute 75 starts with Sloan caressing the side of Cameron's face. And it ends with the trio uh, I said in the jacuzzi, but that's not true because Cameron's not in the jacuzzi. They're like by the pool. There we go. We'll say they're by the pool. <laughs> so Sloane's like caressing the side of Cameron's face and she's trying to talk to him like, can you hear me? She says, blink if you understand. Uh, and he doesn't. He he just stares. He just stares. Blankly. Yeah. <laughs> At the sky. I imagine this must be really hard for Alan Rock because he's just like looking up into the sky mm-hmm. and it's like bright and it's like sunny. And I just I think about like having to take pictures when it's sunny outside and doing that dumb squinty kind yeah. of like I can't keep my eyes open like this. And he's got to just blankly keep them open, staring upward. Yeah. Like how many takes did did they have to do this? Because I don't know. This seems really tough. I feel like I would just blink constantly. I know, my like... eyes would be so watery. I mean, his his eyes are a little, like, pink. Yeah, they're, like, I'm... a little bloodshot. Yeah, it, 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 they've probably been up here for a little while, and it's it's rough. Plus, it's windy, and nobody... Ah, uh, that sounds like a bad time. Yeah, yeah. I think this was... I think we said this yesterday, but I think this was pretty early in their shoot, so... Uh, once they were done with this, they really got to just, like, tool around Chicago for a while, which is nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So then Ferris's monologue continues in this minute. And uh, he says, Cameron has never been in love. At least, no one has ever been in love with him. If things don't change for him, he's going to marry the first girl he lays. And she's going to treat him like shit. That's sad. Why does he... I don't know if I like this part no, of I Ferris's monologue. I don't like it either. I don't know if I agree with him. Why? Because I understand that Cameron hasn't been in a relationship, but he still is just an 18 year old. Like I didn't, I don't, I I dated a couple people when I was like in high school, like freshman, sophomore year of high school, but they weren't like serious and they didn't go anywhere necessarily. I don't, I feel like Ferris's relationship with Sloan is very mature for their age. Right. And so I think that he's just projecting like, well, Cameron doesn't have what like, we have so he's just gonna fall for the first girl that he yeah. sleeps with yeah i think that's disingenuous to cameron it is i think so you're not it, giving him enough credit no and then if if he's if, a smart guy if he does 
marry the first girl that he sleeps with. I, I don't think that that necessarily means that she's going to be somebody who's just going to walk all over him. I, I don't know if... It, it might be a little bit of, like, projecting because, like, I don't, I don't think Ferris, like, walks all over Cameron the way that he says that his, like, supposed future wife will, but yeah. he kind of does. You know, like, he... He uses him for his car and like, you know, he didn't yeah. let him rest when he's like ill. So I think just because he treats Cameron this way, like he he thinks that everyone, especially whoever Cameron's intimate with, like because they're yeah. best friends. Like, but if you are like screwing somebody and like you have that kind of like relationship with somebody, like I think that that's what he like logically is just like, oh, well. I treat him this way, so imagine, like, the first, How the first someone... girl he sleeps with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he, he goes so far to say, like, she won't respect him because you can't respect somebody who kisses your ass. Just like, oh, <laughs> like, poor Cameron. I feel for Cameron. I want Cameron to have, like, some beautiful, amazing relationship. I, I hope, I hope. With Jeannie. That... With Jeannie? With Jeannie, with is that where you're going? <laughs> Remember I said Scott? I, said, that I mean, yeah, he posted, like, he posted, he was thinking about it on the Facebook group. Um, it's like with Jeannie. I, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I think, I think he deserves like a good, healthy relationship with yeah. someone who's going to balance him out. Not someone else who just, who like, just like, I think that she has it. her own, yeah. I think she has her own anxiety and, and certain <laughs> neuroticisms that like, I think they would just ex- ex- exacerbate each other. Yeah. I don't think it'd be good. No. I don't I know. The, I think the crux of this monologue, like this part of the monologue though, is that line that he says where, um, cause she'll have given him like what he's built up as like the end all be all. And I think like, that's the, the point where I agree yeah. with Ferris, like, because, like, it's it's not. Like, it's not the end-all be-all of, like, human interaction. Like, it's nice, uh-huh. but it's, I don't, and I feel like a lot of teenagers do that, too, because I know, like, I certainly was oh, that sure. way. Oh, sure. And I think that Ferris, like, like you said, like, Ferris has, like, a very mature, like, very healthy attitude towards sex, I feel. Um, yeah, and I think if they had kept that that strip club scene in, I think that might have been more apparent instead of just this like monologue. But yeah, I think that he's coming at it from like a very practical, like pragmatic. Like I know Cameron, and you know mm-hmm. he acts a certain way, so therefore, but that makes sense. I don't know. I I like this. I like this little bit. Like my friend and I in college. We had this, like, inside joke of, of sorts. Because, like, a lot of our friends had never been, um, like, in a sexual relationship before. And then they were, like, experiencing that in college. And we're just, like, um, so, like, virgins shouldn't, like, screw each other. And <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was, like, our insight. That, like, that was, like, our, I don't know. We were kind of, like, we were kind of bitchy in college. Um, <laughs> but, like, those those two couples in particular uh that we were con- like kind of constantly like poking fun at just got married this summer so like good for them wow. but <laughs> congratulations um, yeah but like it's uh, it's it's weird um yeah 
I don't know. That's why I was saying, like, Ferris is a little more worldly. Because I think he'd, he'd, like... Oh, sure. And I don't think that Sloane is his first. I think he's... Because he's, you know, he's pretty attractive. Like, he's very charismatic. He's charming, and he's smooth, and he kind of just... He has a way with people. I Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would not be surprised. Ferris definitely carries himself with this sort of... um, I don't know, just assuredness. This sort of confidence that I think... um, he definitely kind of makes apparent here. Yeah. And so when he, when he says, I, I do agree with you with that line, the, the, the Cameron, what Cameron's made up to be the end all be all of human existence that mm-hmm. like, he believes that this is the, the height of a relationship and, um, it kind of latches onto it maybe. Yeah. I think he like fixates on it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. So then we we're going to cut away from here. So that's the end of his little um his little spiel. Mm-hmm. He says it just doesn't work. I think it's actually I I like I like this little bit. I think it's just this like little weird dialogue thing, but he says you can't respect someone who kisses your ass. It just doesn't work. And then Sloan who's like trying to take care of of Cameron says <laughs> Ferris we better try something else this isn't working and just it's just like a silly like I don't think there's supposed to be anything there but I like that both of them are it's like a similar line that's getting mm-hmm. repeated it's just like a weird dialogue thing that <laughs> that I caught as I was taking my notes today I never really thought anything about it before this isn't working and so they go to a pool Whose pool are they at? Where is this house? Cameron's? I I don't think it's any of... Like, Cameron's house is on the side of... Like, is like glass, and it's on the side of like a cliff. Like, this, this house in the background doesn't look like Cameron's house. I don't know, then. And then... Is it Sloan's yeah, house? Yeah, and then like... Oh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. In okay, so I have I have conflicting I have conflicting sources here. In the script, it says it's Sloane's pool. Okay. But in the commentary track, I th- uh, John Hughes mentions that he he thinks it's more interesting if it's just like a it's not pool. any of their houses. It's just like a random. They've <laughs> just found some jacuzzi to hang out in. Oh my god! What a bunch of delinquents. Well, because I think that I absolutely think this is something Ferris would do. Just like, Uh, oh, everyone's away at work. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't working. Let's go chill at a hot tub. I don't like that they put Cameron in a chair on the diving board. On the diving board. (laughs) That seems so unsafe. Right? (laughs) Why did they do that? Like, this is a great idea. (laughs) Oh, it's so silly. The, the music that's playing on the boombox here is called Taking the Day Off by General Public. And um, we use this in our little, like, promo we did for the Dueling Genre site. Nice. Yeah. I like that I like these, it. these music titles are very, uh, like, relating to what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, like, all three of the songs that we got this week sort of fit. And... Yet, they're they're not part of the 
like the Ira Newborn score that was done for the movie, like like the other music cues that we hear, like these are just actual tracks that are that are things that John Hughes had that he felt would fit for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because then we also have like the music cues, like when Ferris's mom is about to go grab the door handle when she's coming to check on Ferris, right. or when Rooney gets out of the car and and he's thinking that he's gonna like catch Ferris and he flips his glasses. Like those are all <laughs> like composed for the film whereas these are just like track songs that he found. yeah yeah which i which I, I i find i find this sort of um relationship between that really interesting yeah there's a term for like music that's also like that the characters interact with versus mm-hmm. like music that's it's score, uh, but i i never remember it i think it's diegetic that sounds i could weird. be totally wrong i think that sounds right i think i heard that on like another minute show just pilfering from other hosts because they know more. <laughs> <laughs> it's borrowing. There you go. Just what? <laughs> um, they're eating Oreo. Yes, Ferris correct. is eating an Oreo. An Oreo. And uh, they, he's got like a Pepsi behind him. Okay, so if he's drinking a Pepsi in the Oreo, where did the Pepsi and the Oreo come from? I have no idea. So they break into this house even further and took right? the stuff out of their Just kitchen? Just raid the fridge? I don't maybe this is criminal then this is this is all very <laughs> criminal activity here these well, people could come think, home and be like what the hell are you kids I doing think, in my pool I think we see Sloane's yard when Ferris drops her off later and I don't think we see the like a pool or any suggestion that this is her place if this was Weird. her place, then I, I guess we could accept that, like, he didn't have to break into some stranger's house. Right. For, for, for Pepsi and Oreos. And Oreos. Pepsi yeah. and Oreos. He just really likes his, his Pepsi and his Oreos. I mean, Cause he, cause, we saw the I Pepsi mean, can like, in his room, too. Went to she she changes, too. So, like, that's weird. Like, I don't know. I If I, like, if I, like, broke into someone's house to use their pool, I wouldn't also, like, strip naked. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no kidding. No, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, they must go to. They Especially must not in the to, middle of the day. They must. It's okay. Like, as much as I think it's fun, if this is just like a random house, it's got to be Sloane's because you're right. Like, she's gonna change her clothes, and then like we're gonna go to Cameron's house, and Cameron's also gonna change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I guess it works best for the story if this is Sloane's house, or for I the mean, like, for this, like the... what we see. The story is supposed to be, like, exaggerated and fantastical anyway, so, like, I yeah. understand, like, but just... I, I always know. just sort of, like, assumed that this was not right. anyone's house. The, the the curse and the blessing, I guess, of, like, examining a movie like this minute by minute is, like, you notice all these things, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, um, I'm trying to make sense of this, but I know it's yeah. not supposed to make sense. So, like, <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> Victoria and I early in the show, we were we were trying really hard to figure out like what time of day it is, <laughs> and then once we left the museum, I think we just sort of had to like I have no idea like there's just no way that everything you. else yeah can, yeah yeah <laughs> because the the they they get lunch at like noon and then they go to a baseball game which would take hours if they were there for more than just like an inning, and then we've got. The museum and the parade and like this whole sequence and then we have everything in Cameron's garage later. Like, I don't know what time it is anymore. Yeah. That's it's got a late afternoon. Yeah. With 
the way that the lighting is. I still is. think it must be like in the four o'clock hour. Right. But I said that when they left the freaking museum. <laughs> There's no way it's still four. Because they see a lot no. of the museum. They do. There's no way know. all this stuff is in one day. No. You know? It doesn't fit anymore. No. I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, So we just have them like hanging out in the pool. And uh, I think Ferris and Sloan both being like, are you feeling any better? And and why don't you come? Oh, I like that. I like that Sloan is like, why don't you come in here? It's really nice. (laughs) Cameron's just like not, not even aware. Yeah. Not even answering. Nope. He's still, they took his pants off. Yeah, they took his pants off for him, which is weird. I mean, maybe they're just trying to, like, get him to relax. They took off his pants. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I just imagine him like a baby, just dead weight, like. (laughs) 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 You know, just leg up, like, whatever. How? Yeah, we don't ever see, like, them moving Cameron. It's just, like, we cut to the beach and then we cut to here when he's sitting on the chair. So we don't see them, like trying to get him back into the car and like but like how tall is matthew broderick because like alan I, ruck is like six foot yeah like, there's no way matthew broderick there's is no short way. he's only five foot something <laughs> didn't we i looked it up he was like five foot nine or eight or something he's short he's short yeah um and she's shorter than him yeah he's like yeah i don't eight. know how they could how they maneuver got this anywhere. tall dude like yeah all right i mean <laughs> So he can't, he's not, like, completely dead weight. Yeah. I, I think he's maybe just sort of, um, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Just, like. It's like they're just guiding him around. Yeah, I imagine, I imagine, like, they, they were like, okay, like, let's get up. They got him up off of the thing and, like, walked him back to the, I imagine that Sloane's sort of supporting him a little bit, but I think he's probably walking of his own volition. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a sort of like it's kind of vegetative. Yeah, kind of like, an like a little shamble reaction. Yeah, yeah. No, Cameron. Poor Cameron. So when does he? I mean, we're not gonna get it to, in this minute, but I want to know like when does he snap out of it to the point where he's like fine, or he does? You know, my you're my hero. I'll say fine. I mean, next week. <laughs> Well, obviously, but I mean, like, like, does he, does it happen when he's in the water? Is he already, like, kind of getting over it now and just kind of faking it and he purposely slips into the water and does the whole thing? Or, you know, what is the moment in which he's all, like, over it Well, and moves on to the definitely like next course of action? of what's going on around him because later when Sloane asks him, like, did you right. see me change by the pool? He, like, smirks a little bit. So he's still, like, aware of what's going on. Yeah. Um, Even if he's not necessarily reacting in the moment to it. Right. I don't know. In the commentary, John Hughes mentions during the bit when they're at the, they're at the beach when she's, like, stroking his face that, like, Cameron... We, we talked about attention in the past. Do you remember we talked about, like... Ferris is the charming golden boy and, and, and just everyone dotes upon him. Jeannie wants attention, but her way of getting it is like kind of acting out and, mm-hmm. and trying to draw attention to herself. Cameron like 
plays sick. He wants someone to like dote on him almost. Like I think I think this sort of psychosomatic like illnesses like like wanting someone to take care of him almost. Yeah. And so I, I think what John Hughes mentions is when, when she's sitting there and she's like being tender with him and like stroking his face is like, this is Cameron doesn't get attention like this, this sort of tenderness and like whatever. So I think he's just sort of savoring it. Right. Like it feels nice. Mm-hmm. And so like, why, why take an action to like end this sooner than it needs to? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I don't know. That still makes me really sad. I mean, that, that saddened it itself. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's nice to feel like someone is there for you. Mm. And I think that, I think that Cameron is in a state of panic and I think is realizing just how much his friends are there for him. Right. Mm hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's, I, I think it's before he hits the water next week that he's like, kind of come to a little bit but i don't know i don't think that him falling into the water is an accident yeah no, no like no. he's doing it yeah he's very, it's very deliberate uh-huh i'm kind of bummed i'm not talking about those two but oh well Aww. this is fun <laughs> i'm so glad you were here with us this week this was yeah. a, this was a blast cassandra thank you so much yeah i always have fun talking to you guys yeah i think it's great i the longer we do these shows and the more that we have like like return guests between different podcasts or like shows that we've been on. Like it's, it's, I I feel it gets, I don't know, more fun, more at ease every time. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a blast recording with you guys. Yay. Yay. Uh, would you like to give everyone your plugs one last time before we go? Sure. Um, you can find me on dueling genre and I am the co-host of Lord of the Rings minute. Uh, which I can't is wait till that comes back. On hiatus currently, uh, but we'll be back early 2018. Uh, we haven't announced a date yet. Um, I've been saying. I mean, it. you're taking a well-deserved break. Oh, you guys goodness. have the longest movies. So so long. Like I was doing the schedule for Two Towers, and it's <laughs> it's like almost an entire year. And I'm like, I believe it. Why? I believe it. (laughs) I wanted to request like certain minutes and I was like, oh, that means we won't actually record until next year. Right. Like just so long. (laughs) And some random, some random month. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I'll talk to you like next time. In August. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm also on Doctor's Companion. Uh, which is a Doctor Who podcast. If any of your listeners enjoy Doctor Who. Yes. And Yeah. Geek by night. Good stuff. Good I'm stuff. Around. Everyone go check out Cassandra on all of her things. They're so great. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we've done all of our plugs. You can find us at, at Julian Genre as well. Ferris Bueller Minute Off. Um, Facebook at that Ferris Bueller's Minute Off. The Safe Ferris Society group where uh, Victoria has hopefully been able to share her, her poetry. <laughs> and um, I'm pumped. I'm like super yes. hype. Yes. I'll have to About pick, pick a particularly cringy one. Teenage Victoria. Oh, it's going to be so it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. And uh, if you like our format, go check out moviesbyminutes.com, which has all of the other movies by minute shows. There's so many of us now. Dozens and dozens of podcasts about uh, all of our favorite movies. So check that out and uh, come back next week. Don't